Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Are North Americans living on stolen land acquired by nefarious means? Or is the accusation of theft a misleading and destructive myth? Here are two historians who share what they see as the truth about land ownership in the New World. If you attended college, this is what you were likely taught. America was founded through acts of genocide, accompanied by larceny on the grandest scale. Columbus and the Europeans who followed him sailed to the New World with the intention of exploiting whomever they found, and, if necessary, enslaving or exterminating them. Soon afterwards, they began importing black bodies from Africa. They then built the world's richest country out of a combination of slave labor, stolen land, and environmental destruction. Did I miss anything? As an historian, I can assure you this view is inaccurate in most particulars. But getting the story wrong is only part of the problem. The bigger problem is this. If you teach generation after generation that their country, their society, and their history are uniquely awful, they are likely to believe you. This is a sure route to societal failure. This has consequences not only for America, but the entire world. Many in the U.S. seem to have no clue just how much of a city on the hill the U.S. is still perceived to be, and how important that American beacon is to millions of people living under autocratic regimes. If the image of the U.S. is fundamentally delegitimized, if its entire raison d'etre, its reason for being, is tainted, then increasing numbers of people will wonder whether democracy itself is worth the trouble. So let's correct the record before it's too late. The narrative of the stolen country or Native American genocide does not stand up to scrutiny by any honest historian. It is a dangerously myopic and one-sided interpretation of history. It puts 100% of the burden on Europeans who are held responsible for nearly all historical evil, while so-called indigenous people are mere victims, saint-like, innocent martyrs whose civilizations were close to ideal. This is simplistic, anti-historic thinking that has gained currency only because most practicing historians and history teachers have either given into groupthink or else have been cowed into silence by fear of losing their jobs. There is hardly a single civilization on earth which did not displace natives or which did not engage in nasty wars or ethnic cleansings at many points during its history. No matter who discovered the New World, it's inevitable that a large proportion of its inhabitants would have died within the first few decades after first contact. The New World population was smaller and more homogenous than the Old World population. Thus, its people had less immunity to disease than the people of the Old World, where communities from Africa, Asia, and Europe had been intermingling for millennia. So the claims of genocide by disease have almost nothing to do with European actions, apart from their simply reaching the New World. And, of course, Europeans of the time had no way of predicting the continent-wide epidemic repercussions of their actions. Let us also acknowledge that Native American society was just as warlike as any other in human history. The anthropologist's vision of Native Americans as peace-pipe-smoking environmentalists, which gained purchase in the 1970s, has long since given way to a more Hobbesian portrait of pre-Columbian reality. In North America, most natives were primitive farmers. This means that, with some exceptions, they had no permanent settlements. They farmed in an area for a few decades until they wore out the soil. Then, they moved on to greener pastures where the hunting was better and the land more fertile. 
If somebody was already on those greener pastures, that meant war. If you won, the land was yours, and the tribe you defeated was destroyed or assimilated. This pattern repeated itself endlessly. In most of North America, the idea that any one piece of land belonged to any one tribe for more than 50 or 100 years is highly doubtful. The idea that the Europeans stole land which had belonged in perpetuity to any one tribe is ludicrous. This is the basic math of all human history. If you can defend your land, you can keep it. If you can't, you lose it. This was true 5,000 years ago, 500 years ago, and to a very real extent, it is still true today. In almost every case, conquest happened without remorse. Caesar didn't agonize over his conquest of Gaul. What is unique is that in conquering North America, some Europeans expressed moral qualms about what they were doing. This was true from the very beginning. The priest Bartolomé de las Casas wrote an eloquent plea to the monarchs of Spain as early as the 1540s, chronicling in detail how wanton adventurers had exploited natives against the express will of the Spanish crown. The priest's concerns were picked up by countless others over the centuries and continue to this day. Yes, it was Western Europeans who made an issue of human rights, which is why we debate the morality of conquest in the first place. But who wants to talk about that? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This idea that indigenous people were peaceful, pacifistic, one with nature. So they romanticize this, and that's what happens when cultures collide. There was a lot of tragedy. This is not quite what everybody says. There's reservations. There was a lot of tragedy, and that's what happens, isn't there, when cultures collide. And I'm not just talking about so-called Europeans and indigenous peoples of North America, because the Lakota Sioux didn't exist in a vacuum, did they? They fought the Cree, they fought the Pawnee, they fought the Kiowa. And I say fought, they didn't just do flower wars like the Aztecs, but they fought wars of extermination. And to romanticize that is crazy. So they were a very warlike, they were Spartan-like, and their creed was to defeat the enemy and take prisoners and slaves and women and get more hunting ground. And that's what happened. And then they met a tribe they couldn't defeat, which was called the Europeans. But this idea that indigenous people were peaceful, pacifistic, one with nature, nobody's ever tried to camp out in the Sierras for a week. And that's not what it's like, believe me. So they romanticize this. When I go to these university people and these academics, I know they have a lot of power and there's been a lot of DNA suggestions that indigenous people, you know, when the Bering Strait land from Asia, there's a lot of suggestions that that's indigenous people have Asian DNA. 
when Europeans came here, unlike titles of books like The Conquest of Paradise, it wasn't necessarily paradise. And I'm going back to Hernan Cortez. When he got in 1590 and he landed at where Veracruz is today, the True Cross, and he did his 140-mile walk fighting all the way to Tenochtitlan, what he saw with indigenous culture was not pretty. It's very sophisticated in some ways. The Aztecs were not like European levels, but sophisticated. But human sacrifice, cannibalism, feeding corpses to animals, you name it sacrificing children and having their beating hearts torn out and then holding it up in front of people. So there was a reason why 1,500 Spanish cutthroat conquistadors defeated an empire of 4 million, and it wasn't because they were gods. It was they had a lot of indigenous people's help that did not like what the Aztecs were doing to them. And the same thing is true. The Sioux were very feared because they were merciless to other indigenous tribes. And that's what the story of history is. It's not therapy. It's not, it's not a storybook. Right. It's it's not melodrama, psychodrama. It's tragedy. And yeah. this romanticization of history and the present is it is a peculiar subset of the American population. It's mostly white, very affluent, strongly academic, bicoastal. They write these things and they rewrite history, they hire, fire, they function in academia and the corporate boardroom. And it's a very altered, strange, medieval view of the world. I mean medieval because these people are among the most privileged and selfish people I've ever met. And they create an entire psychological veneer where they condemn other people. They talk about their terrible this and that as a way of squaring a circle of their own. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. We now have listeners and viewers in over 140 countries and continue to climb the ranking charts of many nations, including Austria, Japan, Italy, Norway, Chile, Poland, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Netherlands, Turkey, New Zealand, Fiji, Bangladesh, Latvia, Belarus, and Kenya. We would love to continue growing our audience. To help, please share this podcast with a friend or family member. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 
30605, and we'll send you a link to the special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.